Well, how could you be saying that to people who are in church? Because many people today only have the Word of God on a digital device. Now, I want to say to you, and especially this goes to, to many, many younger people, because that's what you've been used to all of your life. Um, but, but, but I want to encourage you on this. Get a, 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 a hard copy of the Word of God. Now, the hard copy is not more inspired than a digital copy. Amen. The Word of God is the Word of God. Uh, years ago, be, before we began to give Bibles to China, um, as you know, you began to first give the fire Bibles. The first fire Bible we had was the Bible to China. They, they weren't allowed to have Bibles. And, but we gave millions of Bibles in, into China. And, and when we did that, um, you got to remember, there were churches in China. They were not allowed to have organized church like you and I have, but they had house churches. And, and they were done, we called them underground. In other words, they weren't public. But, but what was happening is they had so many people getting saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and baptized, and supernatural signs and wonders happening, but they did not have a copy of the Word of God. One particular church had as many as 70,000 people in their church. That doesn't mean they all met 70,000 in one place. I'm talking about under that group in different homes, there were at least 70,000 of them without a copy of God's Word. All they had was some scriptures written down on a piece of note paper. And what they would do is they would pass that one to another throughout the week. When they did get the fire Bible, when we did give them the Bible, we're still giving those Bibles to, in, in their languages to unreached people groups all over the world. You're still doing that. But when they did get the Bible, they said, this explains what's been going on. It was going on before they got the hard copy. So the Word of God is the Word of God. How many have got that, all right? And it will not return void. See, he spoke the Word. How many got that? So the Word is alive. You can burn the Bible, but you can't burn the Word. You can't put it out, all right? You can't do it. Civilization after civilization has tried to stomp out the Word of God. It's happening right now in the U.S. I mean, I'm not going to be, people are not going to be too happy about with me on, on the Internet today, but it's happening right now. I mean, it's happening right here, even in our own state. It's happening at the Arkansas Capitol. It's happening right there, right now. I mean, they're coming against the church, trying to take us out of everywhere. But the church is going to be the best thing in the earth. We're not going to slow down. We're going to pick it up. Amen. And, and so... Uh, I, I just want you to know, get your Word of God. You, you can write in there. You, can, you, you need to be able to hold that and look at that. Uh, this is one of the things that, that I, the reason I, I'm a, such a proponent for you to bring your children, like on Wednesday nights um, when we do discipleship, and even on Sundays when we, we're teaching them, we're not inter, just entertaining them, is, is uh, I, I realize we got playgrounds and stuff, but, but it's not about which church got the best playground. 
You can get that at Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. Who's going to know the Word of God? Because if I would ask most people, um, can, can you name me the books of the Bible? Can you know where they're at? Most people, they'll just put it on their phone. But you need to be able to get a copy and look at it, know where it's at. You need to know the Word of God. You need it hid in your heart. That you might not sin again. Your children need to know that. They need to know the books of the Bible. They need to know what the Pentateuch is. They, 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 y'all know what that is, the first five books of the law. They need to know what the prophets are. They, they, they need to know that. They need, they need to know what's in the Old Testament, the New Testament, how many books those are. And, I mean, all, they need to know all these things. They need to know, they need to know what they believe. So it's imperative that, that we learn these things. And, and there, there, there's no other way they're going to know that unless they have that. Amen. So if you don't have a copy of the Word of God, then you get one. All right? Now, we're talking about the greater realm, and the church is the center of the greater realm. I'm going to say that again. The church is the center. It's the epicenter of the greater realm. But the church is not located to buildings in any given city or country. The church is not limited to denominations. These are simply organizational structures to demonstrate ministries. And really, it was in the beginning, was given to equip ministries and to organize them to be effective. It's sad to say that many times these organizations, because of certain kinds of beliefs, and trends and traditions have limited the move of God. But God hasn't stopped. You are the church, not this building. Thank you over there. Do I have anybody come on that will know that? Come on, somebody say, I'm the church. The scripture says, you are a temple of God. You are the tabernacle. In the Old Testament, God gave Moses a, a design for a tabernacle. He went into that tent. They called that the tent of meeting. When he went in there, the glory presence of God came over him. And they saw that. And they noticed that. And when, they, when he came out, I mean, he had spoke directly with God. And he had a word and a presence and a power from God. No longer is that tent needed. You are that tent. Amen. God lives where? He lives in you. If you ever go to Israel, one of the things you'll find out is when you go through, through, through uh, customs there and, and, and the, the passport people, when they are there, they will tell you, welcome to Israel, the land where God lives. I mean, you've never been welcomed in any other country like that. The Welcome to the land where God lives. Well, I appreciate that, and I understand that, but I know he lives in me. God is not limited to a building, to an organization, to a denomination. He's not limited to your definition. He's not limited to your experience. Anybody with me on this? And what he said in Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verse 27, that when he comes back, he's coming back for a glorious church. Now, I want you to get this. 
that doesn't mean that you're going to attend the biggest, baddest, best church in town. What that means is he's coming back for you. And you, my friend, are going to be full of more of the glory of God than what you've ever been when he comes back. You don't need to wait for me to get it together for him to come back. You need to get it together. Instead of you saying, church, or pastor, is this church together? I need to ask you, is your church together? Because you're the temple. You're the tabernacle. Do I have anybody's attention? He says he's coming back for a glorious church. He's coming back for a beautiful bride. Does anybody believe that? I'm just picking up from where I left off last week because I didn't have enough time. He's coming back for a beautiful bride. Somebody say, I'm a beautiful bride. Oh, come on. you got to say it like you believe it. Come on, men. Don't be, be, be afraid to say it. Say, I'm a beautiful bride. Come on. I'm all man. I promise you. There's not, not an inch of me anywhere. It's anything. I'm all man. Come on. Can, can all the men say, I'm all man? Amen. But in this case, I'm going to be a bride. Are you hearing me on this? Amen. I'm going to be a bride. And I'm not putting on a wedding dress. But what I am putting on is a robe of righteousness. See, this bride is not, this bride, I want you to hear this, is going to be without world damage. This bride is not going to be damaged goods. This bride is not going to be salvaged material. This bride is going to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4.24 says, You were created in righteousness and in true holiness. You are a new creation. You are a full joint heir. I've been to a lot of weddings. I've conducted a lot of weddings. I have yet to see a bride crawl down the aisle. Y'all not hearing me. I've not seen a bride come through those doors and get to that aisle there. I should have had this illustrated today. All beat up, dress all tore up, all soiled and messed up, and crawling down the aisle. I'm going to make it. You're my man. I'm coming for you. But no, usually when she comes through there, oh, the groom up here, he's like, you ought to be up here with me sometime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And when she comes through there, most of the time with whoever is escorting her, by the time they get down here to the middle and we get a glimpse of the bride Usually, that man, usually he doesn't say, oh, my God, what have I done? I've had a couple of them look sideways. Hey, 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 now. But usually he looks and he goes, oh. And she looks down the aisle. I've had a couple of them 
look sideways, but most of them, look, that's him. I know that's him. And they look down, and they're glowing. How many, how many know what I'm talking about? It's not the makeup. It's, it's, just not the, it's not the hairdresser that has, has done the great job. It's not that expensive gown that they're only going to wear one time. I'm sorry, some of you are shop owners in the place. Amen. You're going to store it in some kind of deal. Never forget where you put it. Anyway, here's what I'm just saying is, 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 is they're glowing. And no matter how much I tell them, the music is going to be going. And it's not a very long distance from there to here. Take your time. Not one of them does it. Amen. Every one of them walk a little bit faster. Amen. And when I tell them, I tell them you're a husband and wife and tell them, take your time because people want to see you. I've not had one of them do it yet. Amen. Then the music hits, they're gone. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I've got an expectation. Amen. I've got a look in my eye. I've got a stirring in my spirit. Hallelujah. I've got a glowing going on. Hallelujah. I'm looking to the author and the finisher of my faith. Hallelujah. And when he comes, I'm going to go. See, to be absent with this body is to be present with the Lord. Somebody say, I thank God for heaven. Oh, come on. Not many of you going. I said, thank God for heaven. Come on, anybody get up an hour early to come to tell me you're going to heaven? Come on, let me have a vote. You going to heaven over here? 30% of you. How about, how about this section right here? All of you except two. How about right here? Look at here. Everybody. How about in the sound booth? Y'all going to heaven? Good, we got all that. How about you guys over here? That's what I'm talking about right there. Sound like they're just going to be glad they made it. How about over here? You, you going, somebody going? The other day I saw a news article, news program, and it was talking about the suffering children. And it hit my spirit. You know, as much as we want to do for them, as much as we want to feed them, take care of them, house them. And I thought to myself, here's what I thought. God's got you taken care of. Yeah. You just, just, just hang on, little one. You, you, you know, you may not make it, but I'm, I'm going to tell you what. You just hang on because God has got you taken care of. Yeah. Amen. Do you believe that? Here I came to tell you today, it just gets better. I don't know what's going to happen with Social Security. I don't know what's going to happen with taxes. I don't know what's going to happen with interest rates. I'm not really worried about it because I know that God's made me the lender, not the borrower. I know that things are changing. I know that things are shifting. Amen. And I know that I'm not going to be a poor, barely making it church because I'm a church. I'm going to be a glorious church. That means it's just going to get better. That means things are going to happen in my spiritual life I've never even dreamed of. How many are ready for your spiritual life to heighten and go higher and go a little bit even higher than that? Amen. It just gets better. For a believer, we've got heaven. You don't hear much about that anymore. Uh, but, but, you know, I... I uh, Patty's grandfather, he was here with us for many years. We, we called him Gramps. And, and, and then my, my grandfather in Indiana, my mom's mom, we called him Paul. Both of them had, had a great similarity. They, they were always talking about what they were going to do. Both of them, you, you had to draw out of them old stories. You, you know how you get around some people and they're always telling you how it used to be? And they tell you the same story over and over again. How many know what I'm talking about? Can I get a witness in the place? Yeah. 
and how great it was then. And you know, they tell you the same story over and over, and it's almost like they want to go back there. But, but Paul and, and, and Gramps both. And I had another grandfather. He was a great man, a great character. But every time you got around him, he told you about everybody in the county that just got killed and, and who died. And it was all this bad stuff, all right? But, but when you get around Paul, he would tell you, you know, hey, but there's some places in Florida we hadn't fished yet. That's what he'd tell me, man. There's, there's some things we, we hadn't caught yet, all right? There's some places I hadn't been. My, 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 when my grandfather and grandmother were, 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 I don't know how old they were, they were old, but, but they had, but they had a, a, a Chevrolet Vega. Y'all know what a Vega is. Come on, can I get some of you 70s people, all right? Little bitty car, all right? And this is back, back in the 70s when, when, when uh, gasoline went to 60 cents a gallon and we thought the world was ending. Come on, y'all remember those days, all right? They load up that Vega. You couldn't see that little station wagon. They weren't called SUVs, and they were called station wagons. What you've got now is a glorified station wagon. <laughs> I promise you that, all right? And they loaded that thing up to the hill. You couldn't see out the back of it, made themselves some bologna sandwiches, and took off and said, we want to go to the Yellowstone Park. Never been to Yellowstone yet. Got up there and went to Yellowstone. He said, I've never fished in Canada. I'm going to drive on up to Canada. He didn't know what a passport was. Just drove on up there into Canada. He just went on up there and went fishing, all right, and came back, all right. I mean, I mean and, and Gramps, I, I mean, he, he, would, he would look at my horses, and he would say, now, Gramps had no business being on a horse. He's 96 years old. And, and, and he would look at me, and he would say, I want a horse. I want to ride a horse. And I would think to myself, if I ever got you up there, I don't know if I'd ever get you down. All right, but, but he had these, these dreams and these, and these things that he, he wanted to do. This, this uh, uh, Friday, uh, Greg, uh, at, at, your, at your mother's uh, homegoing celebration, I'm going to tell you, Patty and I left there encouraged. I mean, we, we left. I never met your mom. I mean, but, but I left there like, yes, that's the way I, I, I want to live life. I mean, she said she did everything she wanted to do in life except be a country singer. I mean, I mean, I love that and traveled the world and I mean, what a legacy and, and these sort of things and just, I, I mean, friends, I, I, I'm going to tell you, we, we've got we've to get some hope in us. Yeah. This glorious church has got to be filled with hope. Yeah. And, and she had a heaven experience before she left. Uh, her husband is, is, is in heaven and, and, and they were saying, can I, can I share this? I'm halfway in it, so thanks. And, 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 and just saying, uh, uh, Mom, I guess you called her Mom, Mother, you know, just think about this. You're getting ready to see Daddy and all that. And she says, no, he's here right now. And, and, and she said, no, no, they thought she was, they said, no, 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 he, you're going to go see him. No, no, don't you see him? He's here right now. Right? And didn't she say something like, look at all this green that's up here right Ah, come on, somebody. you got to get a little hope in you, Amen. You need to quit watching the weather forecast and lift up your head because your redemption draws nigh. Come on, somebody. you got to get some hope in there. Said it last week, Exodus 23, show me your glory. When the Lord comes, you're going to be in full glory demonstration. Prophesy this with me right now. Everybody lift a hand. Say, my life will be in full glory demonstration. 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, this is so good. Verse 7 says this, 2 Corinthians 3, 7. If the ministry of death written and engraved on stones, that means when in the Old Testament the law, 
that God gave to Moses. Moses was up on the mountain. He was there 40 days and 40 nights. A cloud covered that mountain. The fire of God came in there. The Spirit of God came in there. God manifested himself. God actually took, took a stone tablet out of the ground. Bam. We, you see stories and we make it real rounded. I, think, I don't know that God actually did that. but it was that, that He might have. He could have. But, but what he did, he took it. He, took, he, he wrote on stones. Just like he wrote on the wall on one time. All right, He wrote on stones and he wrote the law. But that law was if you broke it, it was death. You're not hearing me. It was death. All right? And, and so here's what he's saying. Um, that was still glory. That was glorious, he said. So the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which the glory was passing away. In other words, he would go to the mountain. When he came down, he was lit up. Yes. <laughs> All right? I mean, he was radiant. Mm-hmm. And he was so bright. They couldn't look at him. But there was a time period where that would diminish. And he would go back to the natural state. But there was a moment in there that he was in the supernatural. But that would move out of him. All right? But then it says this in in verse number 8. But how would the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? In other words, in the Old Testament, they went in and out. They went in the tent of meeting and came out of the tent of meeting. They went in the glory of God and came out of the glory of God. But you and I, come on somebody, you and I, we don't go in church and go out of church. We don't go into worship night and go out of worship night. Oh, you're not hearing me on this. It's in him we live and move and have our being. Amen. We live in the spirit of God. The Spirit of God is no longer contained to an Ark of the Covenant. He is no longer contained to a tent. He has released all of His Spirit in you. You've got to decide what do you want to release. You've got to decide what do you want to live in. How many got that so far? Track it with me. Watch this. It gets a little bit better, all right? Here it says this. It says, verse 9, for if the ministry of condemnation had glory, that means that that law, if it had glory, the ministry of righteousness. Now remember, the devil will tell you you're not worthy. The devil will give you a message of condemnation. But you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're not made righteous by how much money you give. You're You're not made righteous by how you look or what you wear or how you cut your hair. I know there's beliefs about all that. You, you, you can do what you want, amen? I'm not telling you how, what you ought to look like. I'm not telling you what you ought to dress like, amen? I just tell you, you need to be presentable and modest. Yes. Clean is good. Yes. I don't care how you wear your hair, just so you wash it. Uh-huh. Come on, can I have a witness here, somebody? All right, are you with me on this? You are made righteous by the blood of the Lamb. Yes. Hallelujah. You're, you're, you're made, in other words, you're made to live in the presence of God by God himself. If it were not for that, you couldn't live in his presence right now. I mean, you just die, all right? And so here's what it says then, verse 9, For the ministry of condemnation and glory, the ministry of righteousness, exceeds much more in glory. What you've got, I want you to watch this. Are you ready for this? I'm going to apply it. What you've got in you is greater than what Moses had in him. That didn't go over real big. 
say, well, how do you know that? I just read it. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. I want you to see this, all right? Instead of saying, well, no, 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 no. We're way too normal on this. Get this. For the mystery of condemnation, the mystery of righteousness exceeds. How many believe exceeds is more? Come on, do I have any educators in the room? Wave your hand if exceeds is more. All right? Exceeds much more in glory. You're already in greater glory. You're not hearing me. You're already in greater glory. Then it says, for even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect. In other words, it's not comparable. Because of the glory that exceeds. I'm going to put it this way. What the Lord is saying to us here, you can't compare the old and the new. He says in one place, if you try to put the old in the new, the new will not be able, it won't be able, that, 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 that won't hold it. Amen. The old tradition, the old way of restricting it will not hold what the new is flowing with. And I want you to watch this. In the Old Testament, fire came down. Right? Elijah called fire down. In the New Testament, Jesus said, I will baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. The fire doesn't have to come down. The fire is already here. How many hearing what I'm saying? We sing songs, let the fire fall. No, let the fire release. How many hearing what I'm saying? The fire is already here. You can't, can't, there's so much more we, we, we could talk about that. You, ju- you just can't compare it. And then he goes on to say, this, it gets better. He said, for what is passing away was glorious. It was glorious, it was passing away. But then it says, what remains is much more glorious. Therefore, since we have such hope, here's that hope, we use great boldness of speech. In other words, friends, you've you, you got to get out of natural language. Can I help you on this? You're full of Holy Ghost, you're full of power. Adapt a new creation language. I'm not just talking about speaking in tongues. I'm talking about in your understanding. I'm talking about in your language, in your language, get a higher Holy Ghost vocabulary. Build up one another. Not tear down, not criticize. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Prophesy in the earth. Release healing. Release deliverance. Release peace. Amen. Amen. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So the peace you've got is greater than the violence that you see all over this earth. But somebody's got to release it. He says, unlike Moses who put a veil over his face. I mean, it was so bright they, they couldn't take it. The natural cannot take the supernatural. All right. So he goes on to say this. He said, they put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away, but their minds were blinded. For until this day, I mean right now, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Amen. The glory is in you because of Christ. There's a lot of preaching there, but I'm going to go on from that. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Because Christ is in you, the power is in you. Because Christ is in you, the Spirit is in you. Because Christ is in you, the Holy Ghost is in you. Because Christ is in you, the fire is in you. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. There it says it. Now Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. If He's in you, there ought to be freedom in you. 
All barriers and restrictions ought to be out of your mind and your life if he's in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying, amen? I mean, you've got, it's not a matter of perspective, it's a matter of presence. It's not a matter, I mean, get, get this language out of, your, out, of, out of your life. Well, this is how I see it. No, it's not how you see it, it's how God sees it. It's what God reveals through you. And then he says in verse 18, but we all, somebody say that includes me, with an unveiled face. In other words, there are no barriers between you and God. God has removed the barriers in his behalf. If you've got any barriers between you and God, you're allowing them to be there. Amen. God, God says they're not there. He said, as beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, you're being transformed to the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. And what we're saying here, I'll get, get you this, is if you've got to write down notes, two things I want to give you today. In the greater realm, number one, you've got full glory access. Amen. Full glory access. Number two, you've got full glory image. What I'd really like to call this today is image increase. Image bearers. Because here's what we're talking about here. Is as a believer, somebody say, I'm a believer. Come on, as a child of God, you have direct contact with divine. I'm gonna say that again. You have direct contact with the divine. There's nothing between you and God. You don't need anybody else to go to Him on your behalf. Are you hearing me on that? When I ask you to pray for me, or you ask me to pray for you, it's not that I go up like, let's say, this is God. It's not, I mean, it just, okay, here's the microphone. It's God, okay. And, and you're over here. Maybe you're the stand, and you're over there. And I go to him and say, God, God, I, I got, got, got a brother over here, got a sister over here that needs you. All right, that's not what you're asking me to do because you're already going directly to him. And I'm coming directly to him also. You know, Lord, I, I know that Chuck and Carol already came to you, Lord, but I'm coming to you I, I, I just to, on, their, on their behalf too, God. Just, just say yes again to them. I, you see what I'm saying? You've got direct access. You don't have to have an access code. There's not a security code for you to get to him. Now, I hope this changes your prayer life, your expectation, and your worship. Say with me right now. Say, I have direct contact with the divine. How many got that? I am in direct communication. I am in full communion. I am in full contact. And because of that, I am transformed. I cannot be in contact with him and stay the same way I was. How many hearing what I'm saying? I cannot come in contact with the cross and stay the same. Amen. I cannot come in contact with the blood and stay the same. Amen. It says here, when you look in a mirror, it's just like when you look in a mirror, you see the reflection of what it is. Yes. Now, I know that many times there's a picture taking of you. And you say you see that picture and you say, I don't look like that. Come on, how many have seen pictures you say, that, 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 that's not really me right there? Come on, anybody? Or have you ever heard a recording of your voice? That doesn't sound like me. Do I sound like that? 
Is that, is that really me? You see a picture of yourself and you show it to somebody else and they say, looks just like you. And you're like, surely I don't look like that. The Lord is saying to you, it's the very same way. There are no obstructions. Thank you, Lord. Amen. That when you see in the glory realm, what is reflecting back to you is not who you are in the natural. But the reflection is who you are in the spirit. You are an image bearer of God. How many hearing what I'm saying? Come on, say yes. So what's happening is you're being transformed into glory and then another glory and another glory because God has always been glory. And there are no limitations to the glory of God. You are limiting God. I'm going to get a little nervous here for somebody, all right? You're limiting God when you hear a certain kind of revival and you say, I want that. One who is looking in the mirror will not limit God to that. Because by the time you look into the mirror again, are you not tracking with me, amen? You already went up another glory. I don't want just what I saw yesterday because today I got a new glory. Come on, how many hearing what I'm saying? How many here are 50 plus and gonna eat with me here in a few minutes? Come on, let me see your hands. How many 50 plus gonna eat with me here in just a minute? How many agree with me what you see in the mirror now is not what you used to see? Two or three of you, I'm going to do that again. How many will agree with me? You don't, it's not what you, I'm like, if I could show you a picture of me right now, of hair down to here, and a big old, you know, big old Sam Elliott mustache. If I, I could show you all of that. I, I, I mean, the day I, I, I shaved off all that stuff, I was sitting on the front porch. Was it Michael who came home? And he, he had never seen me without it. And I was sitting on the front porch, and he didn't know who I was. He was like, who is that? Amen. We just had one of my high school reunions. I think it was, what, it was a 40-year reunion or something. I wasn't about to go to that mess. <laughs> Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Ain't no way I was going to that joker. Ain't no way. Amen. Because what I was then, I'm not now. Amen. I looked at some of their pictures from that reunion. I don't know those people. They don't look anything like that. How many hearing what I'm saying? In the natural, come on, don't let this get you down. Come on, there for a while I worried about, you know what, that I had a little shiny spot here on the top. And I tried a few of those products. That's a bunch of garbage. Can I, ha- I mean, it may have done worse. I don't know. Hey, looky here. What it is is what it is. Patty, you signed up for better or for worse. And baby, I'm sorry, it just got worse. Y'all not hearing me on this, amen? But there's a day coming. Come on, somebody with me on this. I'm not discouraged because of what I see in the natural. Y'all not working with me on this because I'm looking in another mirror. I said I'm looking in another mirror, amen. And in that mirror is who I really am. 
Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And when I look in that mirror, I'm not who I was in 78. Because I've gone from glory to glory to glory to glory. I'm going to make somebody a little bit nervous. But don't give me that old-time religion. I don't want no old-time religion. I want some new wine and a new wine skin. I want to go from glory to glory to glory. Somebody give God praise. I don't have any idea what all of this glorious church is going to look like. What I do know this, it will not be restricted to a Sunday morning service. <laughs> Can I give you a word before we go get Cracker Barrel, all right? Or Honey Bake, whatever we're getting here. Let me give you a word. Come on, let me give you a word, all right? Quit restricting God to Sunday morning. Get him out of your Sunday morning box. Amen. The people God's called you to heal and deliver. How many heard what I said? God called you. We've got to get God out of a healing line. I know I'm pushing on some things today, amen, but I'm just looking at us. We've got to get him out of, we've got to wait till we come forward and we get a healing line, amen. Your healing line may be in Walmart. I mean, I, I don't know where, you've got to go where the sick are. Yeah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some sick, not going to be here, but you're going to go there. Yeah. Amen. You're going to raise the dead. Yeah. But it doesn't go over real big people. That makes people nervous right there. Amen. I heard a joke not too long ago. A guy was, he was over in the Holy Land. His mother-in-law passed away while he was over there. It's a joke. I said, well, we'll just bury her here. He said, no, no, no. We're shipping her back to the U.S. Because I heard they buried a guy here one time and he got up in three days. We're shipping her back to the U.S. <laughs> Everybody say God is good. <laughs> Raise the dead. You ever tried? Oh, I've tried. He said, well, pastor, they get up. No. But you think I'm going to quit trying? There's a lot of things you try in life. It doesn't happen, but you keep trying. Anybody here have ever been on a diet? Well, let's just stop right there. Come on, are you with me on this? Amen. The Lord said you would raise the dead. It's a greater glory. Amen. You say, well, how am I supposed to know who's going to get up? Don't you worry. You'll have an unction. Don't you worry. You will, you'll feel like you did nothing. It'll be so easy. You won't have to shake them. Come on. Had a young lady who was in the service in the church here, the Lyde family. They're athletic directors at UCA. They moved to Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, the young lady passed away. And... Um, we went down to Atlanta. They asked me, Patty and I, to come down and, and do the service. And um, I said, well, I don't believe she ought to be dead. We made arrangements with the funeral director 
what, about 10, 15 of us, went into the funeral home. The funeral home director was a spirit-filled believer. Not even make any bones about it. I said, I want you to know we're coming to raise her up. Man, we walked in there, put that casket in the side room. I expected that when we opened the door, she'd be pounding on the, on the, on the lid. I mean, while we were on the plane, I was like, yeah, bye, bye, bye. come on, anybody with me on this? I mean, dude, I was fired up. We got in there. We did everything you can do. We prayed in the Holy Ghost. We prayed in the English. We anointed the casket. We shook the casket. I'm serious. Come on, you, you would too. I mean, I did everything. I did, I did, I did everything. And, and, and um, we were there a couple of hours. I'm like, whatever it takes. You know, Lord, we're not giving up. And all of a sudden, her mother starts yelling. So, y'all stop. Y'all stop. What's up, Cheryl? She said, the Lord just spoke to me that, what was the girl's name, Patty? Amber. Amber said to let us know she's not coming back. But the Lord said he asked her, and he just saw her, and she said she don't want to come back. Y'all can go home. I went to that funeral. Good pastor friend of mine. Ultra traditional. Great friend for many, many years. In fact, when I was a little boy, he came and preached at my dad's church in Illinois. So I first met him. Well known everywhere. Huge church. 1,500 so people in that service right there. Youth everywhere. Coaches everywhere. And, uh, and I said, uh, Pastor, I'm going to give an altar call today. He said, I'd prefer that you not. I said, thank you, sir. I knew it was his church, and usually I would honor those type things, but I knew I had a flight going home. Then <laughs> we got in there. I began to, I don't really know what happened, but the anointing came in that place. I don't even know what happened. I, 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 don't, remember, I don't remember saying anything. All I remember is hundreds, hundreds of young people got out of their seat. I wouldn't even ask them to come. Got out of their seat. We came down here, and we, we, we were laying hands on people. People were getting saved right there. And then, then I, I, finally, after I, I, didn't, I, I left. I said, Pastor, here you go. Here's what I'm saying to you. God knows, but it's by faith he wants you to move. In fact, I wouldn't say this to everybody when I'm with them with their loved ones. But I don't know of one occasion, whether I did it verbally or whether I did it in my spirit, there's not been one time that I wasn't with families. Many of you here, so I don't be too personal, but I didn't pray, God, tell them, get up right now. Get up right now. Now, I don't believe it was any lack of my faith whatsoever. God is in control. But there's going to be some times... You're going to raise the dead. Yes. Come on, is anybody with me on this? And you're not going to raise them unless you try. There's going to be some times you're going to deliver people from demons. Amen. But you can't be afraid from them But when they show up. Because greater in, is he that's in you than he that is in the world. 
Is there anybody in this room today? I mean, there's a lot more I could say and a lot more I could do. But is there anybody that will say with me right now, I need all of him in all of me. I want to see him clearly. I want that clear image to be in me. I want to be an image bearer in full capacity. I want full power. I want full presence in my life. I don't want to be limited to just church service and conferences and gatherings and worship nights. I want him to live in full glory in every realm of my life. If that's anybody in this room, would you stand with me right now? Lift your hands and lift your voice and tell him to come into you in a mighty way. Come on, somebody just give him hallelujahs. Come on, just go. You say, well, pastor, you got radical. This is radical. Lord, right now, may there be no image distortion. No image distortion. Father, we realize right now that you did not choose a tree. You didn't choose a mountain. You didn't choose an animal to be the very temple of your presence. But you chose us. May we be light on this earth. May there be the radiance of your glory. This beaming through every one of us. May there be so much anointing on us because of our direct contact with you, divine one, that wherever we are, there's an anointed glory of your presence that will heal the brokenhearted, that will set the captives free. Release in us now. Take a moment. Close your eyes, lift your hands very quickly. Come on, just do it right now. Say, fill me, Lord, right now. Come on, just do it. Fill me, Lord, right now. Fill me, Lord, right now. See him. See him. With your eyes closed, I want you to hear this in your spirit. The Lord did not tell us to go have good church. He didn't tell us to go have good Christian concerts. He didn't tell us to go have good conferences. So, Pastor, are you against those things? Not at all. I enjoy all of them. And they're okay and they're good. But that's not the main focus. Because all that's good, because in the end, the results hopefully will be that we are making disciples. Because that's what he told us to do, is to go make disciples. He told us that while we're doing that, yes, to not forsake the assembly of ourselves together, we need to be together. We need fire on fire. But the main thing is, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Today, if you'd allowed confusion mediocrity, somebody to sidetrack you, 
something to get you off of track. Today, get back on track. Today, make him the complete Lord of your life. Today, let him consume you, get a hold of you. <laughs> Today, let his full presence come over you. God's love, God's power, God's presence. You were designed for all of it. God made you to live in the fullness of it. Are you going to have a few trials? You're going to have some tribulations? Yes, you're going to have some valleys, or the psalmist wouldn't have said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. God is with me. Jesus said in this world you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome it. Because my friend, God is taking you from glory to glory to glory. You're being transformed into the fullness of His image. The gifts, the power, all of the Holy Spirit, He designed all of that to be released through you. Today, would you make Jesus the Lord of your life? Today, don't mess around anymore. Today, no more compromise. Today, no more trying to make it your way. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Would you release him in your life? Would you release him in your family? Would you make him the complete Lord of all of your life? Pray with me. Everybody in the room, pray this prayer with me. We can do this a lot of ways. But pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I give you all of me so that all of you will live in all of me. Today I declare you are the Lord of my life. In you, I completely live. I declare this moment, I am your child. You are my father in the name of Jesus. Would you do something else with me? It's just by faith. It's just a symbol of faith. Would you just lift your hands to him? Come on and just give him praise. Come on, just, just out of your heart. Come on, just give him hallelujahs. Come on, do it. Come on, just do it. We're going to begin to sing a little bit, and as we do that, if you want to come out and spend some time at an altar, maybe you want to kneel here, maybe you want to, maybe this cross is significant to you today, and you want to come down by here. If you want me to come and pray for you, you come down here, I'll, I'll come and do that. If you're saying, yes, releasing me completely. Barriers are removed. Today, I give you my all. Whatever you'd like to do, as the Spirit has led you or spoke to you, you want to respond. As we begin to sing, you've got that time to respond. You can do it now. You can do it now.
in my soul that I can contain, that I can control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Shut our fire down so that I can contain, that I can control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you. Say, set our fire down in my soul that I can't contain.
text to this I understand that God has already given us everything and more come on what we have to do is be spiritually aware of what he's already done somebody say yes come on spiritually aware of all the joy that he's placed on the inside spiritually aware of every blessing that he's placed in us in heavenly places Come on, ask him to make you more spiritually aware. Come on, ask him to make you spiritually aware of everything, of every, of every, your inheritance, your inheritance. It's already happened, church. So that I can contain that can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my Set a fire 